The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. What on earth is going on? Just when we think we are over one crisis, another one seems to come right along behind it. You know, is it just the media reporting too much news for us to absorb? Or are we approaching the end of the world as we know it? Maybe things are not really as bad as some would have us believe, or that the world has always had bad times and things will soon get better. Or whatever the answers are to these questions, we can know one thing for certain. God knows what is going on. And he tells us that he is in charge and promises that the world is not going to be utterly destroyed. That's right. There's good news around the corner. But I have to tell you, the Bible does tell us that things will get worse before they get better. Would you like to know what lies ahead for this world in the next few decades? On Tomorrow's World, we show you what is happening around us in the light of Bible prophecy. We want you to know how you and your family can face the days ahead with trust and confidence in God. Do you want to know how you and your loved ones can receive God's protection as prophecy is fulfilled? Well then, stay tuned. A special greeting to our regular Tomorrow's World viewers, as well as those of you who have come to us for the first time. Many of us are concerned about the changing world around us. Too often, the predictable is, well, not that predictable anymore. For many people, this new fast-paced world with all of its gadgetry is not always easy to accept. As the world hurtles forward with computers and new technology, some, it seems, get left behind. If you don't have access to a computer, or even if you know how to use one, you may feel uncertain about the future. So much of what we used to do by telephone is now handled only by computer. Now, many a telephone help desk is answered by a computerized voice. So often the systems and the institutions that we have trusted in have changed or are no longer there. Do you sometimes feel that the government is not always there to help you, but rather to watch you? Maybe you're concerned about identity theft, where someone can access your private and personal data and steal your assets. Who is really in charge? Who decides what we can do and can't do? Where are the things headed? Is there something that you can do to prepare for the future? Well, we have a booklet to offer on today's program that will help you to prepare for the days ahead. It's titled, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. It's free of charge and just waiting for us to send it to you. Think about it. Do you find yourself living your life as if God is irrelevant? That he has no say in how you live? Or maybe you are seeking him so you can bring your life into harmony with his purpose and will. 
Can I give you a suggestion? If you're wanting to do that, get down on your knees and ask God to show you what you should do to please him. Ask him to guide your decisions and your life. I can tell you he will hear your prayer and he will answer it. He won't force us to obey, but rather that we choose to obey him. Notice what he says to us in his Holy Bible. In the book of Deuteronomy, let's uh, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and in verse 19. We're going to be using the New King James Version. So if you have a Bible, you may want to pick it up and follow me so that you can see that what I say will be what is written. Notice here in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Can you see the choice that is given to us to make? God wants us to respond to his call. You know, so many people are coming to understand that the 60 or more years of the good life that the Western world has enjoyed since the end of the Second World War could very well be coming to an end. Are you concerned? Well, God tells us that he wants to take care of those who obey him. In Isaiah chapter 41 and in verse 10, Isaiah chapter 41 and here in verse 10, notice what it says. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isn't that an amazing scripture? When we understand that it is God who holds the affairs of this world in his hand, we can set aside our cares and our worries and seek him in our life. What is this booklet that we are offering you all about? Well, let us listen. Here is the booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. We're going to read the introduction that Dr. Roderick C. Meredith wrote. He wrote this. He said, Humanity today is facing staggering crises of war, disease, pollution, drought, and famine. Where will it all lead? Bible prophecy reveals that God is working through current events to bring about a future time when the whole world will be at peace. If you understand what God is doing and what he has planned for his creation, you can have hope in times of trouble. Call the number on the screen right now. If you cannot get through, try again later, but take the number down now so that you can receive your free copy. Please allow some time for us to process your request, especially if you live outside the United States. So many people nowadays are fascinated by the writings and the predictions of Nostradamus. This 16th century astrologer's predictions reappear every few years in documentaries. Others seek to know their future from the words of fortune tellers. Often such a person is a woman who sits in a darkened room with a crystal ball. A similar source of prophetic utterances comes from astrologers who follow complicated movements of the stars and planets. Notice what God says about such forecasting. Let's turn, if we can, to Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 2. Thus says the Lord, Do not learn the way of the Gentiles. Do not be dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the Gentiles are dismayed at them. 
He also instructed the ancient Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10, There shall not be found among you one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. With the decline in traditional Christianity in the Western world, it's understandable that the old pagan and witchcraft practices will regain a place in our society. You have a choice to make as to who will educate you in spiritual matters. You know, God makes no room for astrology in his prophecies. He's the great God. He's the one who determines the future, and he reveals his truth to his servants. In Amos chapter 3 and verse 7, we read, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. He also tells us that only he will reveal his prophecies and that no human can interpret them. One rule that we adhere to on this program is this. The Bible interprets the Bible. Notice how the Apostle Peter put it in his second book, in chapter 1 and in verse 20. It says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. How does the Bible interpret the Bible? Well, it's really quite simple. Prophecy uses signs and symbols, and they're common to both Old and New Testaments. And let me show you what I mean. In Revelation chapter 12, we read about a great red dragon. And in verse 3, it says, And another sign appeared in heaven, Behold, a great fiery red dragon. Who is this red dragon? Well, we need to read verse 9, where it says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. This is the same serpent that we encounter in Genesis chapter 3, the same serpent who deceived Mother Eve. We read, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. That serpent is the same as the red dragon. It's Satan the devil. And so we also read in Revelation chapter 20 and in verse 2, when a good angel will bind the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. We also read of other symbols, such as mountains representing governments and, and waters being armies or a multitude of people. If you'd like to read more about these incredible prophetic keys, simply request your copy of Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. Simply call the number that we will give you or go to tomorrowsworld.org. You may also write to the address that will appear on the screen and we will send you your personal copy of this amazing booklet. It's free of charge and there will be no follow-up or a request for money. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. 
Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World and today's program titled, What on Earth is God Doing? You know, it's a good question because many people think that he is not interested or does not care about the world. They think that he created the world and mankind and then he left us to our own fate. You know, I was, I was, I was talking with a person recently and she said to me that she was an atheist. She went on to explain that she could not believe in a God who would not stop all of the evil in the world. Well, I explained to her that God is most certainly concerned and he will intervene, but only when mankind admits that human efforts have totally failed. Jesus Christ prophesied in Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 21, he said this, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Let me explain an important point that is not well understood. I'm going to explain it this way. This is not God's world. Most people think that God, you know, is in charge. And he is, but he allows things to happen until the time when he will bring about a new kingdom under Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and notice a most interesting prophecy, or a comment we might say, that is made by the Apostle Paul. We read in uh, verse 4, actually we're breaking into a sentence here, that is explaining that the gospel is veiled to many, and then it says in verse 4, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Did you notice that? The God of this age is what it says. It's not as you probably imagine. There's not some great battle going on between God and Satan to save the souls of all mankind in this age. There is a new age coming when Satan will be chained for 1,000 years and Jesus Christ will reign on this earth. It is then that the true potential of this earth and humans will be achieved. We call it tomorrow's world. And it is why we are so earnest about what we preach. God has commissioned us to preach the good news of tomorrow's world. Satan, however, is the God of this world now. He deceives all of mankind into believing that given enough time, the goodness in humans will solve the world's problems. But the reality is that he tricked Adam and Eve into believing that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil would make them wise. Do you realize that we all practice a mixture of good and evil in our lives? What is needed is a complete repentance of individuals as well as the whole of society. When we admit that our goodness is not good enough and is in fact tainted by the evil that is also within us, we can ask God to rule our lives. In fact, it is God's goodness being lived in us through Jesus Christ that makes us righteous. It's his righteousness, not our own righteousness. 
Long-time viewers of Tomorrow's World know that we uphold the important key to understanding prophecy. The key? The key is understanding that the founding fathers of the United States of America and their British cousins and their Australian and Canadian and South African and New Zealand cousins as well are descended from Joseph, the son of Jacob, who was also known as Israel. There have been critical moments in the history of the British people where God has intervened to save them. One of the most dramatic was in 1588, when a great naval armada of 124 ships was assembled by King Philip II of Spain. It sailed from the port of Cadiz with the blessing of Pope Sixtus V. Their mission was to overthrow Queen Elizabeth and to reinstate Catholicism in England. Let us hear a quotation on page 18 of our booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled. Though the English naval forces tenaciously fought, eventually they exhausted their gunpowder. At this critical point, an unprecedented gale-force wind arose and drove many of the heavily armed, lumbering Spanish galleons to their doom. The weather-beaten ships that limped home to Spain were so damaged that many could never again be used. Queen Elizabeth I, commemorating the Spanish defeat, issued a silver medal bearing the inscription, God blew and they were scattered. She knew who took charge of those winds at the critical hour in the history of her people. So let us ask the question, how does God know in advance what will happen? Well, the answer is indeed interesting, and we will find it in the book of Isaiah in chapter 46 and in verses 9 and 10. Isaiah chapter 46, and we're going to read in verses 9 and 10. <clears throat> Notice it says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done. God is the one who makes things happen according to his plan. He, and only he, can do so. And in chapter 40, we get an idea of how God sees humans. Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket, and are counted as the small dust on the scales. Look, he lifts up the isles as a very little thing. He also says in verse 22, It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. You know, we're approaching a time when the peacefulness and the serenity that has come from the blessings of Abraham, which we have enjoyed, will vanish. It's time to get our houses in order. It's time to put our lives in God's hands. And it's time to cease our sinful human pursuits. It's a time to change. How do we know that we are living in the last days? or at the end times, as they are called in the Bible. We know by the signs around us. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verses 32 and 33, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. 
So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. You know, the fig leaves are budding on the world scene. We live in the most sobering and yet exciting time ever. Future generations will ask us, well, what was it like to live at the end of the old world just before Jesus Christ returned? How will you answer? Will you say, well, you know, I just wasn't that interested enough to see the signs. I got caught up in the hustle and the bustle of life to do anything. Oh, but I do remember a television program that told me what would happen. But by the time the events they talked about came upon me, it was too late. Once again, we are offering you a free copy of our informative booklet, Prophecy Fulfilled, God's Hand in World Affairs. You will read how the modern nations can be identified in Bible prophecy. You will read how God has used the weather and other natural phenomena to cause nations to either succeed or fail. You will most importantly come to understand that the Bible has relevance for you right now. It's not some far-off mystical book, but a practical guide for life. Order now. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome to the last part of the program. So far, we have shown you that there are false prophets peddling their ideas about the future. We've also shown you how the great God, creator of the universe, is vitally interested in world affairs. He's not just gone off and left us. He is, however, wanting us to make a choice. The choice is his way of life versus our way of life. Is God calling you are you aware of something happening in your mind as you watch Tomorrow's World television program or read our magazine and booklets? Are you aware of a change taking place? You know, my experience when I first listened to the truth as God revealed it to me was to think, I need to look into this further. There were some things that I did not agree with. I put them on the back burner. But as time went by, I came to understand the big picture I could see that this world did not have the answers to life's problems. And I realized that Jesus Christ will return and that he's preparing a people to co-rule with him on the earth. I wanted to be a part of it. I began to bring my life into harmony with what was revealed to me from the Bible. Maybe the same thing is happening in your life. Fulfilled prophecy is a major key to understanding what has happened what is happening, but more importantly, understanding future prophecy that tells us what will happen.
The Apostle Paul was inspired to predict 2,000 years ago what life would be like right at the end of this age. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, notice what it says in verses 1 to 4. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, brutal, despisers of good, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Does this sound familiar? You know, to many of us who are becoming victims of such wickedness, God promises that he will protect us if we will put our lives in his hands. If you've watched the program thus far, it's because you want to bring your life into harmony with God's will. You really want to turn it around and take charge of the way you speak, think and act. If you consider the impact that you have on others' lives, you will be conscious that you can make other people happier by the way you treat them. Would you like to take this one step further? Would you like to be counted worthy to receive a crown of life and a reward when Jesus Christ returns to this earth? Well, that's what he promises us. Notice what he said through the pen of James in chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And your reward? What will it be? Well, Revelation chapter 22, right at the very end of the Bible. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Jesus Christ says this, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right of the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. You know, a glorious eternal life awaits all who have made the right choice. What choice? Do you remember the words we heard at the beginning of the program from Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19? I'll give them to you again. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Be sure to join us again next week for Tomorrow's World. You will hear once again more good news about a new world that is coming soon and the opportunity that you can have to play a vital part. Jesus Christ is preparing a people to help him bring peace, prosperity and plenty to this weary old world. Do you want to be with him? Well, then be sure to come back next week to hear more good news of tomorrow's world. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
to view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.